All right. Uh, Lord, Father, God, thank you for today. Thank you that we have this podcast. Um, I pray that you'll bless this conversation. You'll calm any nerves. Um, I pray that if it's your will, that uh, some people will be able to take some of this information we talk about today and apply it to their lives and grow closer to you and uh, have a better life because of it. Amen. Amen. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Genius Podcast. This is going to be the last episode of the entire year where we're going to recap some of the highs and some of the lows, the things that we've learned. So before we go any further, we always do our daily huddle Monday through Friday. We, we start with this, and you guys should too. Um, what is one thing that you're grateful for, Jesse? Uh, something that I'm feeling really grateful for, I think it's the community. Because uh, tomorrow I'm going to be hopping on a plane, going back to L.A. to go visit my in-laws. And one of the big things that I lack over there that maybe I don't have as strong over here is that sense of community. And I do have it, but not to the extent that I do over here because a c- community gives you so much rhythm, structure, discipline, and encouragement mm-hmm. that sometimes if you just pop back into a temporary community, they don't offer all that those same things to you. So it kind of throws me a little bit out of my rhythm when I go back to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are you feeling grateful for? Today, I'm grateful for this podcast. I feel like um, a lot of the times I don't necessarily look forward to this. Like, I'll be a little bit anxious. Uh, I think that's honestly the main thing. I'll just be anxious about it, thinking about it. And then, like, even throughout the day, the day of most podcasts, I'm usually, like, it's like uh, the same feeling as as when you have to like race after school, you know. Oh yeah. Like it's like you got you gotta like yeah you gotta focus on this other stuff, but the, there's that one underlying thing that you keep thinking about. And the reason why I'm grateful for it is because every single time I always leave with more energy than I came in with, and I'm always more excited about the things I'm doing. So. Mm, nice. Yeah. I know it's been like almost two years since we first started the podcast, which is kind of crazy. To reflect back on yeah it's kind of sad i was bringing this up earlier uh our goal this year was 52 podcasts and i think we only hit 19 yeah but, but i'm grateful for those 19 so i'm grateful for those 19 too and the reality of it is just like lack of time lack of money lack of network resources all these things can be approved improved on if, yeah. if the podcast was the only thing that we worked on throughout the entire year i think we could have done it but there was just so many things like so many different things creating turbulence in the other areas of our lives this was just one of those things and yeah next year i think next year yeah we'll come year. up with with more of a game plan we'll meet more often and we can do a little bit more planning of how we're going to get to those 52 yeah so first year was 14 right second year 19 <laughs> think we could get to 30 maybe good get to 30 realistic goal yeah do a couple repeat podcasts honestly like what were some of your favorite conversations that man maybe those conversations were too short and you wanted them back for a second round hmm that's a hard question. I honestly, I feel like I need to look through all of our guests. Um, yeah, because then it's like, oh man, am I picking favorites? But honestly, there are just like some podcasts that were cut a little too short because maybe we didn't have enough time to do more. Yeah. Do you have any? Um, oh, dude, I would love to have Antonio back onto the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh that. Oh yeah, that was cut yeah. short. I forgot about that. That was like really cut short because the trainer and the Mm -hmm. they had a workout scheduled so yeah he works on a really tight schedule as well Mm -hmm. maybe get stephanie betters back on i mean to be honest i would love to have everyone back on i know for another round just to see the life updates whatever's going on in their lives i don't know dude honestly everyone every single conversation i had it was like leaving with the biggest smile on my face thinking Mm -hmm. about like what we just did. I think one difference, I don't think we did this with everyone, but uh, a lot of the people, we did the podcast and then we got to hang out with them and grab food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
And for all the people that we didn't do that with, mm-hmm. and even the people we did, like, I, I want to really try and always do that because that's, like, that's honestly the best part of it is hanging out with them. Yeah. Building that connection, that relationship. Yeah. So what are some things you've learned this year, Jesse? What's, do you, is there, like, oh, man. How do you want to break it down? We could break it down to the five Fs. Maybe we should do it the five Fs. Honestly, I like that better. Because when I was just like sitting on the, <laughs> sitting on the computer and just writing out the things that I learned, I was just like looking through the reels. I was like, <laughs> what did I learn from these conversations? And then you asked me, did you actually learn anything, or did? And I was like, I was more so reminded of things, but also repackaged information in a way that resonated with me a lot more. Mm. So the, a lot happened in that respect as well. Yeah. But I think we should do the five Fs. Yeah. All right. We could, how about we start with... Well, five Fs is family. Family, friends, faith, fitness, finances. Cool. Yeah. We can like just start from the top and then we can each talk about it. Or do, do we want to just talk me first for the run down the Fs and then you run down the Fs? No, let's go one at a time. Let's go one at a time. Let's start with... Start with friends. Friends? What did you learn when it comes to improving that area of your life? So this past week, I had a gathering with my friends here at the office. And we also, you and I went to the New Hampshire ski trip. Mm -hmm. And that was really awesome. And I looked at that time. I basically invited all of my friends to a gathering on December 10th. And did not put the ski trip on the calendar. And after I invited everybody, I realized I had done goof. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm the only one that's not going to make it. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at it. I was like, this is three, four hours of quality time that I don't really get every single year with these people yeah. that I really love. And then I was like, this is a $300 one-way uh, plane ticket from New Hampshire down to to philly and you know you are already driving down from new hampshire down to philly and you got back at 10 p.m and then the flight only got me back at like 5 30 yeah but that whole time between 6 and and, and 10 p.m was the entire party so it, it made me think about how valuable the time with my friends are because the different stages of our life they change so quickly, one person at a time. And when I reflect at that time that we had, which was three to four hours, and then I put it against that $300, I was like, that time is invaluable. Mm-hmm. And I could not, uh, it, it could have been $1,000, and I probably would have still spent that money. It, it could have been, I mean, maybe not $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's time. A thousand There's is kind of steep too. It's funny. Kind when of I was steep. driving back, I was thinking like, man, because you you told me it was three hundred and my jaw mm-hmm. hit the ground. But then you also said that you were like, you said if I don't do this now, I probably won't get this time until next year, right? And on my six hour drive back home, I was like, why don't that was one hundred percent worth it? Like that was definitely a good investment, and you definitely would have missed out. And I'm glad you're able to continue yeah. to build those relationships. Yeah. I think the way that I make decisions nowadays is will I regret not taking this opportunity 10, 15, 20 years from now? And if it's a yes, then I'm definitely going to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's a no, I'm definitely out. <laughs> so when it comes to like, you know, some, some late nights with people that I see every single week. <laughs> like uh, we, we were at camp or retreat like the, oh, yeah. the previous week and a half ago. I was just like, guys, I'm not feeling that great. <laughs> and I could, I, could, I could squeeze out a couple more hours. But I'm going to sleep at like 9 p.m. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, chose to get the 10 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's uh, one of the things I've written down under friends and family actually. And it's funny that Denise brought it up yesterday is to put your life on a calendar. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of funny how he forgot. And it almost mm-hmm. almost didn't happen. But I think that's uh, – I want to say this year was the first year where I started to put my calendar – or put everything on my calendar 
by the minute, mm-hmm. essentially. I'm not saying everyone should do that at all, mm-hmm. but I know that that works for me. And one of the benefits of it is just the stress relief of not having to think about what I need to do next. And it's just like, oh, you look at the calendar and it's like, oh, I schedule a time for friends. Bam, it's going to happen. And then another thing with friends as well is, uh, and this is family, and I think this is just everything in general, but big biggest thing with friends, uh, fortunately, I was able to make a lot of friends this year, which was, like, super, super awesome. Like, I want to say this year I made more friends. Like, I, the last time I made that amount of friends was when I, like, switched schools probably. <laughs> Back in, like, what, what, middle school? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, one of the reasons why was just because, like, we were around – we did a lot of things but another reason why like i would call these people friends is because i made sure that if i told someone i was going to do something immediately like in front of them i was like all right i'm going to put this on my asana and i'm going to set a due date and it's going to happen so it's so that was a big thing like i don't know if anyone uses asana or any sort of task thing but if you're like if someone is like uh, what's a good example? If someone's like, oh, dude, I'm going out to Washington, D.C. We should, like, you should come visit me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, well, when are you going to know when's a good time for me to visit you? And if they're like January 1st, then you put on your Asana, follow up with X person on January 1st to mm-hmm. schedule a time to hang out with them. And get everyone's number too. Get yeah. everyone's number. And make sure you, like, leave a note of who they are. <laughs> yeah. I have too many numbers in my phone that I have no clue sometimes who these people are. I'm curious. Do you ever text like, I have your name saved in my phone as Jesse, which Jesse is this? No. You ever, no, you don't I do don't, that? No. I, I've never gone out of my way to do that. All right. Next one. We'll do family. Okay. I think this one is like one of the best ones in my life uh, this year. Because my dad's started working for himself, and uh, whenever he's in the area and he's doing a project for us, oh, I just love seeing him, you know? Mm. It's really great because in the past, I don't just get to call my dad in the middle of his work day or check in on him, or like, mm. I just didn't do that. And I couldn't just go visit him at his job site, and he's just chilling. Um, and then this year, on, on some Sundays, me, my mom, Irene, and I would go to like a local food restaurant and just just chow down and hang out. Even if it's my dad's fast eater, so even if it's like thirty minutes, <laughs> thirty minutes, and he's thirty out. minutes, and he's out, it's just like, well, that was good quality time. <laughs> and then Irene's just like, what? That was quality time. It's like, hold up, quality time means different things to different, <laughs> different people. people yeah. So I think that's one of the things that I learned this year. It's just like, my dad's. Like a really simple dude and his purpose in life is to serve his family and to make sure that everyone's good he doesn't really care about himself mm. some days i will catch my dad working till like 10 p.m at night and then if my dad asked me to do something for him like even though it's like oh man we're kind of trying to scale up and delegate and do this or that but if i do it for my dad it means so much to him mm. you know so i gotta make some exceptions to the the processes for the sake of you know uh, making my dad feel like I'm, I'm there for him. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's one of the main things that made me feel, like, way higher up on the family spectrum. Because my mom and I have always been tight. We've always been really good, and we, we talk pretty transparently. But mm-hmm. um, I think just the relationship with my dad this year made me feel a lot better about my family. What about yourself? Man. Well, first of all, I want to say it's awesome hearing you talk about your dad. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like you you say it a lot, and it's just really awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, so. When it comes to my family, it's funny. I, I think it was the January CG. Mm-hmm. Is that the January CG that we did the five Fs, or was it the? Yeah, it was the January one. And we talked. So uh, I guess for some context, we we go to this. What would you call it? Like a mastermind group. Yep. Called Collective Genius, three times a year down in Florida, and we'll do this exercise where we break into there's probably what like 300 people there so we'll do this exercise where we break into groups of like down to like three to six people 
and there will be a prompt for us to like talk mm-hmm. through and we'll have some time so the the prompt was uh here are the five f's which one do you think you're lacking in the most and for me at the time it was family and i think the reason why i felt that way is because if you were to like i guess look at the amount of effort or intentionality that i put with everything i was doing mm-hmm. like when it comes to family it was more like oh i got some free time like let me let me like try and hang out with my mom or like mm-hmm. whatever um so i'm glad i'm glad we had that conver- or we had that discussion because since then i don't want to say like i definitely haven't brought it up to where i think a lot of other things are in my life but i definitely have made a significant effort to schedule put it on the calendar schedule family time with everyone no oh, that's really great yeah i don't i don't do that <laughs> it's just what it, i just feel like it <laughs> you Dang, know man. so i guess it comes more natural to some people than others and, and that's all, true well all right but would you say like i think it's different if you like if you're the type of person that's scheduling every single minute mm-hmm. and you're not doing that for your family then that's almost worse whereas if you're not that type of person and you don't do that then it's like that's true you know what i mean yeah i'm not the type of person that schedules every single minute of my calendar it's more so of I do what make, brings me the most amount of joy. <laughs> Jeez, so if I'm just leaving to go get lunch and then my dad's around the, the corner, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> Stop by his spot. Okay. Next one is we did family. We did friends. Is it faith? Let's, let's end with faith. Uh, end with faith. Okay. Yeah, stay tuned for faith. We'll do fitness next. Mm-hmm. You learn anything? Do you make any progress there? What happened with fitness? My whole mantra when it comes to fitness is don't get injured because then you can't be fit. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I kind of run with like a 40-year-old man mentality where it's just like <laughs> pretend like I already have a busted up shoulder and it's just like, oh, I just need to sustain. I'll run out. You know, I'll do 70 to 80% capacity. I'm not doing one rep maxes. I'm showing up here every single day as much as I possibly can. Mm. I live an active lifestyle. So mm. this year I had trained for a half marathon and I was going for a certain time, but I was not in the fitness to hit that time. So I, I bricked after like 10 miles. So that was unfortunate. And then when the winter or when it started getting colder my knees started acting and i was i was kind of familiar with this feeling honestly yeah i felt it back in high school Mm -hmm. and in college when it got colder then just like my joints start seizing up and it's just like (laughs) i don't feel good yeah like it it's so painful to even walk after i run three or four miles and that's really sad so the running season is like oh when winter ends in April, I can start running and I'm good until like probably the end of September, which is unfortunate. I really wish I could run all mm. 12 months or maybe I could do something and be better at managing uh, my muscle strength. But aside from that, I did my first CrossFit competition. Oh, yeah. And, and that was out of nowhere. Shout out to John for being my, my dope partner who brought me on as his partner. Um, and How did that I, go? I was really excited that day and I pushed myself and lifted. I don't think I, maybe I did lift some PRs <laughs> and then I did a lot more pull-ups in a row than I typically would. So I had a lot more energy being mm-hmm. in that type of crowd. Yeah. It was really unique. Very, very interesting. I worked out with CrossFit on average, maybe like three and a half days a week this year because some, some weeks would only be like one or, or two days because mm-hmm. of circumstances. For the most part, I felt pretty healthy mm-hmm. in terms of my fitness, and like this year, I learned how to cook, uh, and got I progressed a whole lot in those skills, and mainly cooked, you know, Chinese food, some Vietnamese food, and I got really good at making steak. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, aside from that, what what do you think know. caused that? Just for context. I don't know, like, when it started, but this dude got, like, 
super into cooking to the point where it was like his personality. Oh yeah. There was <laughs> And a, he got good. He got good. His food's great. There was a season in me and Irene's life where she was dealing with some I don't know, seasonal depression or it was just like something really heavy on her hmm. and we couldn't really depend upon her to make the food to support us. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I got to step in here at this point. I'm cooking. I'm doing the laundry. I'm going to clean up as much as I possibly can, make sure the house is organized. And I'm just going to kick into full auto auto drive. And um, one of the things was cooking. I was just like, I want to make her feel more at home as well because I think she had one thing had really stuck with me when she told me that she was feeling homesick mm-hmm. is like yeah is, is like the food that her dad made for her and i just watched a bunch of youtube videos on how to make that type of cuisine and like i just pushed myself really hard and i loved it and i got more enthusiastic about the whole process of cooking and I love seeing other people eat my food and enjoy it. So I, it just made me want to get better and better so that people will keep on enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some, at some points, it also uh, boosted my ego a little too much and made me a little bit too prideful of myself. And that's one of the things that I realized and I needed to tone back on because, yes, the food is pretty good, but that doesn't make me the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And... It was definitely a journey to uh, like realize that humility mm-hmm. and not that I, I was humbled by any type of circumstance but it was just like people respect me a whole lot more when I could put something out mm-hmm. and you know just just let the people judge and let the people enjoy it and I don't need to boost it up more than it already is they're already eating it or they're already saying that it's good and like yeah. what more do I get out of you know, patting myself on the bat. Was there like a moment where you realized that was happening or did maybe Irene call you out or something? No, like no, no. Irene called me out probably like 10 times throughout <laughs> okay. the year. It's like, it's like almost every other time. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I, I need to be a lot more chill when it comes to this because what I realized was setting the wrong expectations. This happened in business as well, where it's just like, when you're telling people your food is so freaking good and then it's just like, mm. like, it's good, but like, dude, it's like it's not that good. It's it's not anything crazy. Someone said that to you? No, no, no. Oh, okay, they okay. never did. But I, did, I I was fearful of that at that point. You know, I think it was the fear of people um, saying that that made me realize. Okay, man, I gotta tone it back. Dude, a you bit. always gotta tone it back. <laughs> that way, it's like, yeah. if it's anything better than what, the way you described it, then it's like a home run. Yeah, or I just tell people, hey, I did it this way. I prepped it in these ways, <laughs> and it's like. I don't even yeah. know that you need to even tell them that. I or think like, you I serve hope, the food. I hope you enjoy it. And for the most part, you know. Let unless them, they ask. Let, unless they yeah, ask. Yeah, let them be Let them be the judge of what they're eating. So, mm-hmm. yeah, moral of the story is set low expectations and over-deliver. Mm. Yeah. So, um, in January, we went to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Is, that even, is it Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. And uh, I feel like this is such a good story. So we're, we're um, Jesse paid for like a check bag. Mm-hmm. Two, or I guess, did you get one free or did you pay for both? Or no, there's just one. Cause I you don't didn't, think I yeah, paid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, Jesse brought a check bag. And while we were packing, it was so funny. This man packed the, did you, you didn't buy the, you didn't bring the propane, right? It was just the. It was just the grill, the wok, and all of your spices. Yeah, we had to go to the Walmart to get the, the propane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fly with that. Uh, and while we, were, while we were packing, like, the morning of leaving, Irene was like, really, you're going to pack all of that? And I was, I was like, thinking the same thing. I was like, this is kind of extra, dude. Um, so we get to Oregon, and we're picking up our check bags, and we're standing there, and something smells like horrendous and we're just looking around and we were like what the heck? like what is going on it's like the weirdest there's like a lot of weird social situations that a person could be in like if a person's like freaking out or like i don't really know but 
when when it's a social situation where everyone's looking around wondering what like 50 people are like what the heck is this smell like every, i know everyone in their mind they're like is it does anyone else smell this <laughs> so we're we're standing there like thinking that we're waiting i think for to get my snowboard mm-hmm. and was it you or i that i think you realized that it might have been our bag was it you yeah it was me yeah so jesse opens up the bag and there's just this fish sauce it was because he brought it. You brought in a glass bottle, mm-hmm. right? Mason yeah. jar. Mason jar shattered, right? No, it, it, didn't, it didn't shatter. It just leaked. Just leaked, and there was fish sauce everywhere. The whole or, the whole airport smelled. Uh, when we got into Trevor's car, it like Dude, that was whack. Was, we had like an hour <laughs> drive with, with a, a suitcase Dude. with full of fish sauce. And then I put that suitcase out on my my back deck for a whole year. And it's probably destroyed at this point. Oh my god, Irene was so upset with me. But, but the the best part about it is that did you wait? Did you you cooked? I don't. Did you cook with fish sauce when you made us food or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah? Cooked with fish sauce, and it was it was great food. I've never smelled fish sauce that bad. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. that was the first time in my life that I was just like, this is what I've been eating my whole <laughs> <Right>? life. <laughs> That's the thing about fish sauce. It makes you question whether or not you want to like put put that in the food. No, you gotta you gotta take that risk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> high risk, high reward. So fitness. Uh, this year, a couple things. So I think the biggest thing was uh, there's a couple ways to get in shape that make it way easier mm-hmm. and. For the most part, all of them include people. Mm-hmm. So the first one, not that I did, I didn't do it this year, but be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. Like being in high school sports, it just makes like you don't even really have to think about what you're doing. You just show up to practice. The coach tells you what to do. Everyone does it. You go home and you're in shape. Um, yeah. So if you can join a team, I think you should join a team. Another way you could get in shape is, and really honestly, this applies to anything you want to get good at, mm-hmm. is to do a challenge with other people, mm. but you have to do, you have to make sure you find people that are committed. So I think we did 75 hard at the beginning or the end of last year. So that was good. Um, I think that definitely helped. But then the last thing for me that really helped my fitness was to sign up for races. Mm. And it's like, you don't even have to be, if you're, if you're like borderline, like I want to get in shape. If you could find a race, I know not everyone likes running. It's kind of hard to find other races that don't include running. So honestly, an event, if you could find an event that you're kind of piques your interest, it's got to cost money. You need to make sure you sign up and you pay for that. You pay for it because now it's like, oh, I got money on the line. Now I got to do it. And you got a date. So you'll like, regardless of whether or not you become like stud athlete training all of the time, you'll, you'll put in a little bit of work just because you feel guilty. Like, I think it depends on the person because I don't feel that way. Really, at all. when I put money on the line, I was like, "All right, maybe you know, not the money part, but I think like the event, like even like, the deadline." I'm like, I'll start training like a month out, even if it's four months out. But I can definitely resonate when it comes to the whole team thing, where it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be there at five thirty. You said, and you said you're also gonna be there at five thirty. Mm, yeah, it's true. like workout well, buddies. Yeah, I'm just not going to abandon you." <laughs> leave you there i'm gonna be looking at my alarm clock at 5 10 it's like oh my gosh he's gonna be waiting for me at 5 30 so mm. i better show up on time yeah but i mean out. even like you just said uh oh i got this event i'll start training a month before so mm-hmm. it's like if you didn't have that event oh uh, yeah you wouldn't have started training a month before um do you feel oh, like you got into the best shape of your life oh, this no, year not even close not even close no dude <laughs> what year was the best shape of your best life? shape probably like June. this is so sad fitness peaked in high school man <laughs> i'd say it was probably the junior year of high school where i was like uh swimming five days a week and lifting six days a week. oh shoot and then like it's a lot that was the fastest i ever swam and then same thing with track that was when i like got my prs i mean i didn't have a senior year of track because of covid so maybe i could have ran faster but mm-hmm. um what about you what was the peak of your fitness? <laughs> oh, d- definitely. In terms of running the fastest I possibly could, it was definitely high school. It was like, that's all you did. Yeah. 
there's nothing else to do besides get good at running. So it was that senior year. I wasn't even in that good shape of, in college. Mm. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm in better shape now than I was in college. In college, but better shape in high school than you were now. Yeah, honestly, I don't need to be in as good shape as I was yeah. in high school. That's I, the one, th- like, I don't think when it comes to speed fitness, mm-hmm. I don't, as of right now, I don't think I'll ever get in that shape or even want to mm-hmm. just because the risk of injury. Mm-hmm. Is so much like doing speed work. I guess it you're all risk of injury, but I feel like specifically doing speed work, mm-hmm. you're just opening yourself up to unnecessary risk. If there's like not a race or PR you're trying to get. Sure. And then the last thing that I feel like is an underrated thing when it comes to fitness is your sleep and wearing earplugs. <laughs> I got you into that. You did get me into that. Wait, so why did you start wearing earplugs when you sleep? I think I just tried it one day and it worked out really well. Or maybe it was during the pandemic when I was sleeping on the plane mm-hmm. and it just worked out really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then t- at that point, I was just like, why don't I do it at night? Why don't I do it when I'm napping? <laughs> why, don't, why don't I wear it 24 hours? <laughs> no, you're the one that's like wearing earplugs while you're working. And that's bizarre to me. Yeah, man. Yeah. But it's funny because... I, like, well, I just tried it because you were doing it, mm-hmm. not even because I had trouble sleeping. And I think I want to say that I'm like relatively a heavy sleeper. Mm-hmm. And I would say I tried it and any sort of little noise that I ever woke up to during the middle of the night now is like, <laughs> I just don't wake up. It's perfect. And it's nice not hearing anything. It's good to sleep through the night. I love it. I don't even want to hear crickets. I don't even want to hear like any flies or n- nothing yeah yeah that's funny i like not hearing anything in general and i'm wondering like when i get old will i enjoy hear loss or will my brain be like starting to go so it's not as fun just being in your own thoughts (laughs) (laughs) it's just dark man (laughs) i don't know i guess only time will tell i think the hearing aids will get way better than they are now mm-hmm. in the future to the point it's just like it doesn't even matter but one of the things that i think is underrated uh, our friend bryce wears like noise reduction um earplugs because sometimes the music can be way too loud whether it's at church oh. or whether it's a concert and i think that's something i need to be investing into oh, dude, is taking care of my hearing take care of those ears yes so I think that's something in 2024. Yeah, but how, like how many events and things would you say you go to where you're overexposing your ears to too high of decibels? I don't know. Sometimes church can be ridiculous. That's true. You, maybe you need to sit on the other side across from where the drum, or like yeah. not where the drums are. Sometimes Pastor Paul's just talking to my ear. And I'm just like, oh. I think, <laughs> yeah. It's too close. Not too only close are to you sitting like close to the drums, but you're also sitting close to the speaker. Yeah. So you're like like double whammy. Yeah. I don't know. But I think I should be more conscious about it. That's a good thing. Make an effort. It's funny. I, uh, like two weeks ago, I went to the church to play drums. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time, like, doing a session on real drums, Mm -hmm. not like the electric ones. And I played for two hours. And by the end of it, I felt like I was going to throw up. (laughs) And my ears were ringing. And then even the next day, I made the mistake of like, you know how you listen to music loudly and you turn your car off and then you turn your car back on, (laughs) but your ears haven't adjusted to the music and it just like, it's really loud. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but like, so that happened to me and my, like my ears were so sensitive to that. It was like, like I actually felt pain. So yeah, that's no bueno. I know that one drummer from the retreat, he had earplugs. Yeah, but earplugs in it. That's why I was so loud because he couldn't hear himself drum. (laughs) Shout out Jago. Okay. Finances. I think this year I didn't make the most amount of money that I've ever had in my life, which is totally fine. I got the most amount of organization uh, in my finances, which I think is just as valuable as making more money. Is like being yeah. able to keep it, steward it, create a system of like what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think I've also tied the most amount of money in my nice. life this year, so I think that's a big win as well. It's, 
I also realize I don't need to make the most amount of money that I possibly can mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. You know? Why do you think, um, why do you think you start tithing more or like more consistently? I think I was feeling convicted. Like what are we doing as like a family unit? Mm-hmm. Because Irene wanted to tithe. And then like before I came from a background, of, like totally not tithing. And I was like holding on to a scarcity mindset mm. of keeping it to myself and like oh I, if i make more money and get a return on this money and in the future i'll be able to give so much mm-hmm. more i thought that was what it was about but then i realized that's not what it's about it's actually like what can you be trusted with today mm. what can you be entrusted with today steward it well with a little and then god will entrust you with a lot more in which same principles apply no matter what whether you have a lot or a little the same principles applied yeah he might entrust you with more or he might take it all away and kill your family oh you could do that too yeah i remember when we went to the the joe bible study that was a dark time and i think it was q4 of last year we were just reading through joe like, like every week it was a stressful day and then we hop in the bible and it's like <laughs> Was not making us feel any better. Why did we think that was a good idea? I think I'm pretty sure Kenny chose it. Okay, I don't know why he chose it, but I think he chose it. He chose it. He definitely chose it. And then all of a sudden, we were just reading Job every single week. Yeah, that's funny. I I don't know what. I guess you told me like what the change was, but I do remember something happening in the office where we started to ask each other, "Oh, did you tithe yet?" Oh, and I think like I would say the same thing. Like, uh, uh. I was I became more consistent with that as well. Yeah. I think we created a culture inside of our office of growth and accountability mm-hmm. because when you know I was at college or whatever and people lived these double lives or people had so many different friend groups mm-hmm. and everything there's not that much consistency and there's not that much foundation it just caused people to struggle a whole lot with like oh I want to live this christian life that god calls me towards mm-hmm. but then i also have these friends that uh throw me throw a wrench into it and mm-hmm. it throws me off my balance or my rhythm yeah. and we just don't really have that much of that in our in our office because it's just like i'm the same person i am when i'm working and when my friends come and, and work with us like i'm still talking about the same things mm-hmm. and then when i'm going to church i'm still talking about the same things and when i'm hanging out with my my friends outside of work uh or the people that we meet through work like surprisingly we meet a whole ton of christians in our line of work which is insane you know so yeah we've been super blessed to have the opportunity to grow the way that we've grown Mm -hmm. and i always think about like how do we share this with other people and make it more normal because like when i go to the young adult retreat Mm -hmm. like it's a topic that like how do you yeah. how do you combat that double life when I'm just like you just live one life, man? <laughs> but, yeah, it see it is that simple, but it's also not. I remember um, one of the homies I was talking to at retreat. Basically, he got a job, and it was a great opportunity, but he's like a couple months into working there, and he's realizing like the people that he's around he's really struggling to not let I guess the way that they live their lives impact him and it got me thinking it was like dang like I'm so blessed to have that consistency all throughout my life and I guess I wonder like what it would be like I mean I guess honestly the reality I'd probably just be like in the same shoes everyone else is where you're struggling all the time to live the double life one thing he interesting that he brought up is just like uh, how like it's good to have that community, but we're not called to just stay in that community. That's true, and I think that's something I per- like I can be more intentional about. Yeah, so I think it's that spiritual growth uh, in the past year, and we could dive deeper into that when we go into faith. But mm-hmm. that spiritual growth in the past year led me to identify what does money mean in my life and what does work mean and i didn't get like super obsessed over um having like a 
12 hour workday or 14 hour workday and grind, grind, grind to produce more, mm -hmm. but more so trust the process, do the things that I need to do. Um, trust that God's going to provide and whatever he does do, that's exactly what he meant to do. And when I got, or when I became less obsessed with like the actual number that's mm -hmm. in my bank account or the number that's coming in through the wires, I think that made me so much more at peace with where I am versus maybe in the past, I made more money, but I was more stressed out or I was worried about making more next year. Like, will I be as good as I am as an entrepreneur because I made more money? Mm. Like, I guess the things that I weighed myself and judged myself on completely changed because I started playing on a different basis or different grounds. So the game kind of changed. Mm. Yeah. So what are, how are you measuring? Like, what metrics are you measuring now as opposed to before, like, which was, I guess, money? The metrics that I measure my success nowadays, it's hard to like measure like quality of relationship aside from like feel, mm -hmm. but there's, there's that, like, how do I measure my quality of the relationships in my life? Mm -hmm. How do I, especially like the relationship with Irene, my wife, and, um, I'm also measuring like my time, my calendar, like, am I happy with the calendar that I have? Cause I'm super blessed and I get to travel like almost every other month of the year. And like right now we're in the pursuit of like the 30 day, uh, ski season. And that's just like two days down. I know. I mean, you got a couple more days. I mean, do you count the ones? At nah, the, nah, oh, nah. you don't count the ones at the mall. Nope, <laughs> don't count the ones at the mall. Yeah. So it's like, we get to chase after really cool life goals mm -hmm. now that these are only goals that maybe you can really chase when you don't have kids or you're not um, in a certain period of your life or if you're not working that 60 to 80 hour work week, mm -hmm. you could be able to chase these other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, the metrics also are like, what type of goals am I chasing at this stage in my life, which is like that 30 day ski season yeah <laughs> yeah that's so, all you got your mind on <laughs> yeah and it's just like i just want to live a cool life that i wouldn't regret uh anything that i've done 10 20 30 years from now it's like i could tell stories all about it and i can be super excited to relay mm -hmm. the past and not that i'm living in the past and this is like as good as it gets but it's just like i'm gonna make every single year better than the last mm yeah yeah it's interesting with the uh like i guess 30 day thing and goals we're chasing um i guess it got me thinking the other day is like is that goal like how can or i guess first of all the first question i had was like is this glorifying god mm -hmm. and then i guess that that transformed into how can i use that to glorify god mm -hmm. i'm not really sure about that but i think one boundary i definitely did set is like like the reason why we left, what is it, Friday night at like 10, mm -hmm. is because, it's funny, I think Erica said this, she was like, you gotta do that kingdom work before you like go snowboarding, basically. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I haven't figured out how I can glorify God doing this yet, but I'm definitely not gonna take away from the things that are 100% mm -hmm. glorifying God, so. Yeah. yeah, what about you and your finances? What do you think about that? So it all worked out, so mm -hmm. I guess it was fine, but last year I was 1099, mm -hmm. and I, so I, I guess I did, <laughs> I saved money to pay taxes, Yeah, but then I spent it, <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, I did pay my taxes, and it all worked out, thank God, but uh, that was just like so much unnecessary stress that could have been avoided if I was just more intentional about intentional about saving money yeah which is funny because that's what uh Denise was talking about yesterday is like saving in order to have that like sleep number mm -hmm. which is a great way to look at it what's your sleep number yeah and then like when you have that cushion you also have more choices 
Um, let's see. So that last thing, uh, if you're planning on flying more than three to five times throughout the year, you definitely got to get TSA pre-check. Mm-hmm. And also, I think if you're planning on flying that much, you should get some sort of credit card that gives you mm-hmm. bonus points. Don't spend it on dumb stuff, but I think if you're like if there's a promotion where you could get a bunch of points, you should do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know yeah. who you are that shouldn't do it, so no. that's what I'll say. Yeah. Okay, um, last oh, one. No, I want to talk about okay. one last thing when it came to finances because um, it's I, I thought it was very interesting how before I was really obsessed with getting a huge ROI, making sure my money is most optimally invested mm-hmm. or you know, making sure just making the most amount of money I possibly can with the money that I have. Yeah. And my perspective shift a whole ton. The more that I consume like Dave Ramsey content this year, honestly, really? it's like, you know, I need a good um, savings account. So I need to know what my monthly expenses are mm-hmm. and get 6x that amount. Okay. Six so, so six months of reserves, making sure that, you know, I live below my means. Mm-hmm. I think like we encourage one another in the office as well to be pretty uh, or we, we encourage one another in the office to respect money mm-hmm. and like take it seriously and not just squander it and you know to steward it properly ultimately yeah. I think that's one of the big things that I learned this year where it's just like I I think I used to opt a lot more to go eat out mm. Like almost every single meal in college. I had no skills when it came to like <laughs> cooking in college and no skills. Yeah, this year I have definitely grown a bigger respect to money and and how like the Bible has talked about uh, you know, the lender uh or the slave owing money to the lender. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can get yourself in a predicament if you don't have like that money to pay your credit cards or you're like over leveraged or you have too much debt and it doesn't give you peace at night. Like sure. Maybe you are getting like a 3% interest rate on your house. But like once you get to a certain point in your life, like when you want to own your own house, even if the debt is like super cheap, cause it gives you a psychological peace of mind. Oh yeah. And I think I'm working towards that psychological peace of mind and having no credit card debts, having uh, no mortgage debts above 7%, making sure that my portfolio will be under 50% LTV. You know, when, I, uh, when I'm when i at a certain point, I haven't really thought about like what age mm-hmm. that looks like or yeah. like when am I going to be less aggressive with my investments. But I see it, I definitely see value in those things and I see it d- the money differently than when I had first started the whole journey of, you know, investing in real estate and trying to get, you know, 30% cash on cash returns for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's like people are getting these outrageous returns because they either have no money in the deal mm-hmm. or they have $10,000 in the deal. And then they have all this cash that they're holding in their hands that they're getting like two to 4% maybe if that from their savings accounts and they're not actually putting to work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think about that and just like ultimately all these numbers are really trivial. If I have my means taken care of and I can live comfortably financially and my investments are able to pay for my lifestyle, like what, why do I need more? Mm. You know, even Warren Buffett lives his life like super simple. The guy's like 93 and he's been living in the same house for probably the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. So do you think you'll ever work towards no debt? I don't I don't think I'll ever be in no debt. No. I think I'll have I think I'll have mortgage debt. Mm-hmm. I think I'll I always want to buy real estate with leverage because that's like the beauty of that type of asset class. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, no. I mean, what about you? Do you want to be no debt? Definitely the primary. Mm-hmm. I'd say I don't I don't know at what age mm-hmm. uh, 
I think m- maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm not, it's hard to say. I think it honestly depends on whatever my future wife says. <laughs> yeah, true. So, so you can own like 15 houses and have no debt on exactly. all that. And you're just balling out of control. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That is way to live life. And it's like, exactly. Because also at that at that number, like, those are your two options. It's either, or it's either have like a ton of properties mm-hmm. and more debt. Mm-hmm. Or you could just opt for less and zero debt, you know? Like. Yeah, for sure. Last one. Faith. Mm -hmm. I believe at the beginning of this year, I lacked a lot of direction in terms of where did God want me to serve. Mm. And that's why I kind of just defaulted to uh, the greeting team at Mm. church. And there's nothing wrong with just doing the greeting team. But for some reason, Irene was just telling me she didn't think that was where I was supposed to be. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like recently or? Like in the last like four or five months, she's just like, was I only doing it because it was easy, you know? Hmm. Or is she saying that because she doesn't want to wake up earlier? <laughs> could, could be. Could be. But yeah, no, that Do you was... agree with that statement? I think that I am called to be on the greeting team but that's not the only thing that i'm called to do and that's the not the only thing that i'm good at that i could be putting my time and energy towards you know so i think to a certain extent it is true but yeah recently i was feeling uh called to apply more leadership principles and contribute towards shepherding the herd you know and financial peace university kind of just like came to my mind even though it felt like what do i know about financial peace i'm like chaotic man (laughs) so but when i was talking about it with pastor paul at our church and he was telling me how he wanted to do that but he just spread so thin Mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things that Dude, I consume Dave Ramsey and Graham Stephan content all the time. I get really excited about it. And it's like super simple. It's like super simple principles. Mm-hmm. And like all you need to really do is make your budget, keep track of how much money comes in, how much money goes out. Mm. Make sure you're not buying stupid things. And like saving money comes with some inconveniences. So what inconveniences are you willing to accept in your life? You know, I think being financially successful is a mindset and some it's comes with principles and or it comes with principles that people do not grow up hearing or knowing or even thinking about. And sometimes people don't even know to go search for it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I want to just share with other people. So they could be farther along in their lives, even if maybe I'm not like, oh, 100% debt free or uh, I'm constantly still taking out debt for property. Mm. Um, But the main the main ideas of, you know, the whole budgeting and keeping track of your your cash flow in and out. Anybody can do that. And just paying attention and not being fearful of it. I think one of the biggest things that had helped me back in business and why I spiraled out of control in, in 2022 mm-hmm. was because I was super fearful to open up my credit card statement. Oh, okay. Because that Chase credit card statement or that Amex credit card statement would be tens of thousands of dollars. And I would ignore it for like a week or two weeks, three weeks. I open up once and then ignore it again for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's that fear that I think a lot of people who struggle with finances also feel mm-hmm. is like, how do you overcome that fear, get in front of it and address it and take action against it? And I think that's one of the things that I want to take charge and lead other people in, not just finances, but how do you combat fear mm-hmm. that holds you back from living the life that you really want to live? Yeah. And I think that's ultimately what I'm put on this planet to do. Teach people how to do that. Yeah, how to combat fear 
to help them live the life that they want to live. Dang. That's like a good that's a good book title. How to combat fear to help you live the life you want to live. It's probably already a book though. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But it's definitely interesting. I think that's why I do professionally. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with my friends. And finances or like financial peace university is the medium of which how I accomplish that in my life, then I'm just going to trust God and go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Spiritual life. Big, big growth, man. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, glory to God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, let's see. So first thing, we were talking about this before the podcast, and I'm like 99% sure this is it. I have a, I have a journal folder inside my Google Drive. Mm-hmm. It's called Scatterbrain, mm-hmm. and my journal entries that I make sometimes are I call them organizing my thoughts, and I only do it when I'm really stressed mm-hmm. and just like I feel like I'm gonna blow up. Uh, so the last time I did that was. July 12th mm-hmm. and I haven't done it since and not that I haven't been stressed since then but I think the big thing that changed in my life which is so fun which is so like really cool is uh, I think so I want to say I, I joined like the youth leadership team um, it wasn't it wasn't this year I would say it was like it was sometime last year, but uh, going through like the ex- retreat experience kind of like lit a fire under me. Mm-hmm. And to, I think the big difference that I experienced was like being really intentional about surrounding myself with people that were going to help me like push myself and my faith. Which is really awesome because like literally my schedule since July has been like I got Monday Night Life Group. Then now we got the Wednesday Night Book Club where we're reading like Christian books. And then I got Thursday night like young adult. (laughs) And then I got Friday night youth and then Sunday church, which has really been a blessing. But um, so that has been a transformation. But then the next thing that I realized recently is that I had been putting my relationship with God and me learning and becoming more knowledgeable about scripture and like the same box. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Like I learned more about the Bible today. Like I'm good. And the other night I was just like, dang, like I'm learning a lot and I'm surrounding myself with people that are helping me learn a lot and I'm praying, but I don't really have like a relationship with God, it's more like uh, I think we talked about this in the beginning. Um, for whatever reason, I'm the type of person that is like prays a lot when I'm really happy, and then when I'm not, I just isolate myself from everyone, including God. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so like I have a lot of those prayers, which is good, but like all of the prayers are just me like talking at God and never really trying to listen. So then it was cool because literally that night that I had that prayer where I was like, God, I want to grow my re- relationship with you. Like, how can that happen? Uh, Glenn had got me a book for my birthday mm-hmm. and I opened it up and it was literally like the guy was like not the author but one of the author's friends who's the guy who is in charge of the Bible project he basically said like I've never had a lack for me wanting to learn more about scripture mm-hmm. but I've always had a lack of with my relationship with God and this book helped me with that <laughs> so uh, basically what I've learned so far is the way to grow your relationship with God is through prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of like where I'm at now uh, is prayer, not only like speaking to God, but listening to him. And it was, dude, it was so awesome because on the retreat, uh, that was like my, that was my, like what I was praying about is like, I want to hear God. And it was funny because like I definitely heard God and it was, it was like, that was a very broad prayer and it was about something that I like literally was not thinking about at all. But like when I like 
heard him it was just like so strong and overwhelming and then like i like literally had to like leave so i just started walking mm. uh and it's funny because last retreat i feel like and i think in general like for whatever reason i always feel really close to god when i'm near water so i just started walking right like literally in the middle like there's all these trails at the retreat we're at and i'm just like praying and whatnot and then like I look up and I'm like walking towards a lake mm-hmm. that I had no idea was there. Uh, so that was like even more, I guess, confirmation that like what was on my heart was definitely God. So um, I'm really grateful for, grateful for all of that. And that's where I'm at now. Mm, that's awesome. So going into 2024, after, when, after reflecting on like the five F's in your life, what are some of the things in which you want to keep a steady rhythm on? And what are some things in which you want to up the intensity and grow and get better at? Mm. Okay, so let's see. Friends. Hmm. I think when it comes to friends, I'm at like a good rhythm. Uh, I'm sure there are areas that can improve and not that I'm not going to like try and intentionally improve, but I'd say like, I feel pretty good with that family. I think the same problem that I realized in January is true and I could still be more intentional about it, especially with my sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think so like I try and call her two times a week, but if I put it on the calendar, then it's definitely gonna happen, so I should probably I should mm-hmm. probably do that. Um, friends, family, fitness. I feel like, let's see. Do the only unfortunate part about the fitness is that, uh, like, that that one fifteen mile run we did yeah. back in September is still definitely still affecting my Achilles. Dang. So I think when it comes to me training for this Ironman, just really take it slow when it comes to running. And I could go a lot harder in the swimming and biking because it doesn't really affect my Achilles like that. Finances, I think I need to keep, I think I could, I've been pretty consistent with like the whole budgeting thing, got Mm -hmm. back on that and doing that like multiple times a week, just checking what's coming in, what's co- what's going out. And I have the number that I want to work towards, the sleep number. So I think it's just uh, foregoing some things in order to get there faster. And also I think there are like maybe other ways that I could look to make more money to like get, get to that number quicker. Yeah. And then faith, I think... I feel like I'm on a really good trajectory. So I think it's just continue to surround myself around people that are going to hold me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think family I need to put on my calendar. Like I love going to get foe with my mom and dad and Irene, Mm -hmm. but we don't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I would like to do it twice a month. Friends. I think I'm going to continue to level up in that. And be more intense when it comes to making friends, when it comes to going to these different networking events, but not just treating it like, oh, people who are going to advance my career, but people whom I really want to build real relationships with. I want to be very intentional when it comes to my friends uh, this year and continuously learn from the, the ones that I have already made. Like, how do I continue to nurture these relationships? Honestly, I want to dedicate... Uh, a good portion of uh, my income to buying gifts, like practicing that giftology mm-hmm. with my, with the people in my life and uh, figuring out how do I get into a healthy rhythm of doing that and paying attention to people and uh, what do they like what do they want or need or feel passionate about that I can contribute towards those causes as well and be part of their journey in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's something I want to take to the next level that I've been talking about for like the last six months, but it's just been very it's been longer than that, bro. It's been but, longer than that. Oh, uh, dude, I, 
it's if you see I'm telling you like no, it's time gets yeah. compressed yeah, yeah, yeah. into like uh, time gets compressed into much shorter segments than we think they actually are yeah like all of a sudden like one year can feel Dang, like man. two months also in 25 year career down the drain <laughs> nah yeah I don't know but I think money I think I'm going to make more money in 2024 I think the economy is going to be pretty good with Better, that rates yeah. going down yeah and I believe in what we're doing and where we're going and how we're going to get there I also believe that my spiritual life will continue to grow and get better as I take it one day at a time mm. serve others serve God and you know trying to listen to him and um, be de- more dependent upon God and not my own abilities mm. I think that's always gotten me farther than I or that I expect of myself in the past, having just solely depended on my own talents or abilities. Mm. Did I hear everything? Family, faith, friends. Fi- oh, I forgot fitness. Fitness. I think I'm just going to keep on just saying <laughs> I don't care about fitness. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I just want to be in good enough shape that I can continue to pump out this production. And at the same time, it's just like I have enough energy <laughs> to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Fitness is a means to the end to me. It's like <laughs> not the end all be all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I think that's it, dude. Bam. I didn't even talk about that much of the things that I wrote about prior to going on to this episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed the content and just getting to know us a little bit better. If you guys want to reach out to us, connect with us, um, you know, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Honestly, I'm always hanging out on Facebook, so... Hit him up on Facebook. Yeah. Cheers to 2024. Peace.